0: Hello, and welcome to the A Form Show, their premier podcast for all things architecture and design across the MENA region. Welcome to your tribe. Today's episode is supported by Skystruct, the groundbreaking construction and project management solution that's absolutely turning heads in the industry. They are bringing together architects, engineers, project managers, procurement, and essentially any stakeholder onto one singular platform. Yes, clients are included. Skystruct is genuinely changing the game. Its tailored modules for construction management, inventory, labor, cost management helps streamline the chaos of construction projects. They are rolling out very soon in the Dubai, but you, as a listener, can get an early, drop us an email at hello at aform.studio and find out how Skystruck is the future and it is here today. Now, let's get into the episode.
1: Okay, where do we start? Is this like the typical episode where you ask me questions and I bounce right off with those or like,
0: do I just go? Come on, Shweta. Jason, don't edit this out. People need to hear how Shweta <laughs> is like paranoid about her episode. We keep this in. But anyway, <clears throat> I will seriously start now. So,
1: <clears> how <throat> we start though? I gotta say...
0: Yes. I
1: cannot believe this is online because my only worry is that I didn't get to use our super cool mics. Like how how that? <laughs> <satisfying? laughs>
0: I know, I know, I know, I know. Time just flew by. Yeah. I guess someday. Someday, yeah right here we go so welcome to the A-Form show everyone this week we have a very special guest someone who you have probably heard about if you're an avid listener of the show and if you're an avid listener of the show you know that this person has been working in the background and making sure the episodes and all the guests have a wonderful time I'm of course talking about our lovely intern Shweta. Intern Shweta gets her own episode this week and we are beyond excited to finally have it on the other side of the mic. So without further ado, let's get into it. So, so exciting. Welcome to the show that you basically operate yourself, I suppose. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I cannot believe this is happening because I never really thought this was going to happen because it's always me listening to you do this, the other guests and it's me now. So how cool is that?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like you're I'm on sorry. the other side. How How does it feel facing me, I suppose? <laughs>
1: I guess my only concern is the mics like I I mentioned earlier like you know since since the time we started it's always been like what would it be like to be that important and like get a mic and like Alan's listening to me on the headphones and like the whole setup like (laughs) I cannot believe I'm missing out on that yeah so
0: so we should give a bit of context to everyone the reason why Shweta gets her own episode this week is because Shweta is making a bit of a life decision right now and as such is departing the lovely city of Dubai. I'm going to hand over the conversation to her so she can probably explain what's happening over the next couple of months slash years for you.
1: Right, so I'm moving to Barcelona to take up my master's. It's a master's in ecological design at the Institute of Advanced Architecture in Catalonia. So I will be taking up ecological design and it's something I've been passionate about for a very long time now. So really excited and also kind of anxious because it's the first time living alone and everything, but only time will tell how it goes.
0: Interesting. Barcelona, what are you planning to study over there?
1: I'll be studying Masters in Advanced Ecological Buildings and Biocities. So it's basically like sustainability in a new light, some little bit of material research and some cool technologies that are used in design architecture now. So mm. it's going to be fun. It's very experimental, but a lot of hands-on fabrication, I think, which is totally the thing I'm so into.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I do remember having yeah. seen you back in um, Harriet Ward days. That has been a topic which you felt quite passionately about. I've seen it through a lot of your Projects? any particular area that you aim to research or aim to discover something on add a little leaf of knowledge to this big tree of information that we have
1: absolutely I mean I'm generally very interested in material research so that includes any sort of alternate materials I'm very passionate about materials that are found naturally in the earth so that could be like mud clay adobe and my favorite like my personal favorite which is mycelium I'm sure most of you have already heard about it in some ways. The other, but it's it's a material that's fabricated from mushrooms. So it's up and coming and it's making its mark in the Middle East slowly very soon. But yeah, so it's it's not really used a lot for architecture, at least not as of now. But there's been research going. Okay, and part of you know taking that forward. So that's okay so on.
0: mycelium mushrooms, so fungi essentially. Would that be the right mm-hmm. way to put it? So how does that work in terms of materials? Are you looking to create a new material or use them in in a different way of some kind? I mean, could you could you elaborate a bit? Because in my head, when I think mushrooms, I'm thinking mushrooms on top of pizza, and I don't really know how that works as and a next, building material.
1: So a bit of a backstory. I've been interested in this material for a while now, but I think my dissertation in university really helped to grow my interest in these, and I got a lot of time to research in this, so helped me a lot. So mycelium has been used for a while now in terms of interiors, even packaging materials. It, it can replace foam and cardboard and a lot of these things plastics even packaging the the whole thing but in terms of architecture like it's even been used in interior design pieces and like artwork a lot but in architecture it's still very on the research stage right right so i think my contribution it's i don't know if it's too early to say but this is what i hope for in the future something to do with you know strengthening the material like as it is but strengthening it a bit so that it performs better as an architectural material and it can actually have the structural strength that is required to use it in architecture the research is going on but i want to be a part of bringing that forward.
0: So would the benefit of that be that eventually this material biodegrades so to speak by itself that would be the major benefit?
1: Yeah it's not only is it biodegradable it's actually carbon negative it takes out actually carbon dioxide from the environment as it grows so the process also doesn't take any sort of external it's everything that you find on the earth and there are no wastes because once the building is okay this is very not mainstream but you know I have this full of thought that we need to really think about the way we think about architecture you know it doesn't really have to be I mean, maybe in terms of some buildings, it should be long-lasting, right? But does every sort of piece of architecture need to be long-lasting? Like, it's more about using it until it's tempied. And like, once that's done, does it still have to be standing? And like, you know, I feel like you should always return the piece of land that you borrowed from the earth to its natural state, like once you're done using it. You should not leave any footprints and things like that, like no carbon dioxide emissions and like waste. So mycelium is basically the one-stop solution for all of these things. So I think it's definitely something we should tap into in terms of architecture, because a lot of Different fields are looking into it already. So architecture is contributing. I mean, the building industry contributes to so much to the earth. So if we make a change, it's definitely like a massive impact. So I think there's a lot of potential.
0: Mm. Do you think, I mean, I'm assuming for something like that kind of a material, the weather and things like that obviously play, you know, like a vital role. i don't know how this would work under relatively extreme climates. I mean, Dubai, for example, obviously being very hot, the more north you go, obviously the temperature becomes a lot more cooler. So maybe this becomes isolated to a certain type of weather climate? Or do you see potential that it could be used essentially anywhere?
1: So, yeah, you're right. Especially in Dubai, it's like way too hot for any of these things. And it's true that mycelium will be affected by its external environment. But I think that's where the research lies, right? Like to make it be able to survive any climate and it's a natural material so it's not as like it does degrade after a while but over like a lot lot of time especially with exposure to moisture and like extreme heat but I think that's where the research lies right like maybe a mixed design of like my scene I don't know that's where we could think about it.
0: I mean definitely exciting for sure. I'm gonna play the ignorant card and say I don't fully see its application just yet but then obviously that's okay
1: i you bust my bubble now <laughs>
0: No, but, but I think, like you said, you know, to kind of tie back to what you said, you know, that's where the research lies, right? I mean, I, I have seen a bunch of research where I think the most promising one was, was another student actually that actually had a facade system, a sort of curtain wall window system, if you may, that had a sandwich panel in between. And instead of having an air gap, there was actually some kind of a mold or some kind of, I'm not sure what exactly it was, but essentially it was something that benefited from sunlight whilst it was fed carbon dioxide through the facade yeah, and, is and it high, eh? could be could be but essentially yeah. the more it grew the better it became um i don't i don't fully remember what what that was but there was something like that so i do see a kind of real world example there how realistic or not i'm not sure but i struggle a bit with mycelium but i think you're right that's what the research like so mm. yeah
1: find out like you know i'll keep you posted yeah the yep. findings all right all yeah. right
0: Okay, cool. So I guess why why I wanted to have you on the show is because you, apart from possibly me, are someone that has been involved with the show for quite quite a bit. Firsthand, you've actually been present for a lot of the episodes that we've recorded. You've obviously got to meet the guests, both so to speak, on mic and off mic. And I'm sure you've had a lot of key learnings from them, from your conversations with them as well. So as with the ethos of the show, it's all about sharing information. That you have so that somebody else may benefit i suppose for you you'd be talking to you know sort of fresh graduates so to speak people who are just leaving you know completing their program And probably looking for a job or, you know, joined a certain studio and maybe looking to do something else, not sure about what they want to do even. So if that would be who you're speaking to from the show and from everything that you've learned so far, what would be the kind of key learnings that you would want to tell them and be like, hey, you know, this is what I learned. This is what I think could help you, et cetera, et cetera. Okay,
1: so I think one of the biggest things that I learned on this show is the importance of networking.
0: Hell yeah, your network is your net. From what? Alan
1: himself. Exactly. I I learned that right from Alan himself. But where do I start? Like I think just being on the show and like like you said, meeting the guests firsthand and getting to talk to them. I think it's something that I wouldn't have been able to do if it weren't for the A form. roll credits now, but you know, it's something that gave me a lot of confidence. To be honest, like I wouldn't really speak to a new person with that level of confidence and actually ask my questions and clear things out that way. It would be really slow in that Why sense. But not? I guess being on the show. Why not show, though? Right. I know. But I guess it's. Just because I feel like I'm just a student, like, what are they getting out of this? Like, okay, I have doubts, but like, can how can I approach them? Like, how could I, you know, that used yeah, to be like it's before.
0: difficult, like, it's difficult to go up cold to someone and be like, Hi, I'm so and so. I have a question. Do you have five minutes to answer okay. my question? I suppose that's difficult exactly. to do, yeah. yeah.
1: But I guess that's my biggest advice, I would say, because like, you never know what people can help you with. Like, networking is so it always has its own outcomes, so, like, you never know who you're meeting, and like, and it always comes back to you in the moment. Most unexpected times like I cannot stress on this enough do you like have a
0: do, do you have a real world example that somebody can benefit from just so that they understand I mean this is not just you know kind of theoretical fairy talk that it actually does happen so do you have an example that we can actually share yeah
1: well back to my dissertation so in during my dissertation I had a lot of research to do and because mm. it's relatively newer right and there were books of course but I wanted to get first-hand experience I mean talk to someone who's actually worked with the material so that they can guide me with things and so like of course I was really nervous about just reaching out and like being like hey like sending out an email and hey I'm doing this thing like and like most of the time when I would do that I was like okay are they actually gonna reply to me because they're like a big studio and like I'm just a student right but yeah I did these cold emailing things like like Alan taught me to and like what can I say I got replies within like a week or so and if I may mention like I spoke to a studio in France who works in mycelium and they do interior decor for my cement artwork pieces and um, so yeah I was literally just like, hey, can we get on a call? And like, I just have a lot of questions. Like, I don't have anything prepared, but I just want to know about the process of how you're making mycelium and anything like that we could talk about, you know, really, really informal. And yeah, I really didn't think they were going to reply, but they did. I sent them a few photos of like the research and the growth. Of, I was growing this material at home. So I sent them a few screenshots and they fixed a meeting with me and we had like a two-hour call just and I had like total freedom like I was asking them whatever I wanted in terms of we spoke about so much more than what we talked about and later on I met them at an exhibition that they had come to Dubai for World at Dubai this year and they were exhibiting there and like they actually reached out to me being like hey we're here like do you want to meet and they got me tickets as well so it was like a really cool experience and this wouldn't have happened if I was a bit like hesitant to email them and you know I think it helped me so much that way and this is just one out of so many experiences. and it always comes back to you in like whenever you least expected so I think yeah just go for it like don't worry about anything like there's nothing wrong like okay if they don't reply they don't reply but like if they do then so I think, I think that's
0: realized. I think there's there's one key thing which I would just add on which is maybe it wasn't particularly clear in your story but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was there was that you approached them with a specific well researched and definitive question slash problem right I think the main thing that happens with most people is that they actually don't have that. Right. I think the first thing that, if you want to even start a conversation with whoever it is, right, be it an architect, an engineer, someone who's over the top famous, someone who's a nobody, the the main thing that starts it is that you need to know who you're talking to, and you need to know you need to make it interesting for them, right? Like if someone came to me, for example, and said, "Hey, what do you think about you know the new technology of concrete reinforcement?" I mean, I I don't particularly have anything to say about it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But <laughs> I, but yeah. but. If 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 someone came and asked me, hey, as a designer, what do you think about podcasting? I can do an entire episode on that. You know what I mean? So I guess I guess it's that being being specific. And this is also an example of how you can actually showcase passion. Many times on the show, people always say, oh yeah, when they're fresh graduates, we want to see your passion. We want to see you know, apart from your portfolio, what are your interests? This is how you show your interests, right? Like the fact that you could have this call and you could actually get that information, and now you can showcase that information is basically showing how passionate you are about it, essentially. So I'm hoping if there are fresh graduates listening to this, and by the way, if if there are, I mean, if you're like a veteran of the industry, and you're listening to this, and you seem to have no value, feel free to log off, <laughs> no problem. But what I'm trying to hit home is that networking, especially, especially in a market like Dubai, is one of those things which no one really talks about, but everyone seems to know that they just have to do it. But no one really tells you how, when or what. And and I'm on those people that hate networking events genuinely cannot stand them i think it's it's highly awkward going up to someone with a business card and saying up so and so and this and this and whatever so i think had i started doing it maybe when i was a fresh graduate like yourself maybe it would be a lot more easier now it's just that no one ever told me how to so i'm glad that you're able to share this experience for our listeners which is cool so if networking was one key learning do you have another of
1: course okay so when i started out i was as you know i started out with doing some Instagram artwork for our social media pages yeah I mean Instagram LinkedIn these things and I I worked on YouTube for a while and I'm back on Instagram and when I started out it was very much Alan giving me templates and I do things just as he says and that was fine that worked for a while but then as I started doing more and more episodes I think I started teaching myself a bit of content creation and like more social media things right and one of my favorite things to do are like record little clips of our guests and do behind the scenes videos and I love putting them together and you Know, all of these things and i didn't know these things on my own and i wouldn't have learned them if it went for the show and like me pushing myself to do new things right and i could have followed the templates like you were sharing i mean that worked for a while right why not why, of course it did but i think i think learning new things like it helps you again like you may learn you may learn for one thing but then it comes back to you and like you use it for so many different things right and i think it i think it just adds more value to you as a person as well do you think content creator like i can see that as well <laughs>
0: Do you think, I mean, on the one hand, I can see how that would be of interest, right? But if I just had to play devil's advocate, right? People listening to this are designers and they're thinking, yeah, but who who cares about content creation? right I mean what does it matter I suppose my question is do you think it's made you a better designer in any way as well
1: I don't know if it's that or if it's the other way around I think the fact that I studied architecture at university and I have a good sense of like you know balance and like colors and these things that I think it's small when you think about it when you put it together I think content creation is something that really put all of these things together right like Mm -hmm. I think that helped me more to like push me more to do better in this like in content creation as well if I may so say so but yeah I think I think I have have an eye for detail now a bit more with Hmm. putting things together for the show. Yeah, I would definitely say that.
0: All right, cool. So we're gonna do a bit of rapid fire now. I hope you're ready. Oh,
1: okay. I wasn't prepared for this. is the A form tradition. Like, do I have special questions? (laughs) (laughs) I
0: don't don't think we can do the A form tradition for you. I mean, you you already know like everything, (laughs) so I can't I can't can't do that. I have to I I I have to make it interesting for our listeners and and kind of keep you on your toes a little bit. So we'll do a bit of rapid fire back and forth. So ready? Question number one is thus far your favorite episode and why?
1: Okay, does it have to be rapid or do I get a second? You can take
0: a second, maybe two.
1: (laughs) I think my favorite episode, as I might have told him many times myself, is Dina's episode from Daisy Design.
0: Shout out to Dina.
1: (laughs) Ooh, Dina. <laughs> I think that episode for me was so much more than like architecture design and interiors I think it was more like just me resonating with her as a person and like her whole story like from where she studied and like her life and like her family values and how that has influenced her to be different compared to other people and how I think I really resonated with that I think I've literally advertised that episode to like half my friends and family like they've all heard it just let me say that <laughs>
0: right
1: so here's one to you Dina
0: okay all right well done well done. That I thought you take a bit more time with that, but yeah, clearly had an answer, which is <laughs> good. <laughs> yep, yep, All right. Next rapid fire question. Favorite project you've worked on thus far? Can be university, can be internship, can be anything.
1: Okay. I feel like this is the only project project of mine I've talked about this entire episode. But it's my dissertation. I feel like I poured my heart and soul into that. It was like a three-month-long six thousand-word essay and I learned so much through that course of time. I was even like fabricating material at home and with, with my C Limits very susceptible to getting damaged. So my samples actually got mold like twice and had to throw the whole thing and it taught me so much more than like architecture and design again. Like it taught me like failure and like how to come back from it and like how to hmm. deal with all of that. And I put in like everything into that. And I think that was very special. That was very special. I look back into those days and like, well, I've learned so much from then. And I had a very cool mentor as well to help mm-hmm. me through my dissertation. So I think we were a great team and achieved a lot. So that's my favorite project.
0: Okay. Apart from obviously learning about design and architecture, biggest character trait you are very thankful for having developed during architecture school?
1: There's something about me that developed during architecture school. Hmm. I think it's just the fact that once you finish architecture school, you're, you're never the same person who worked in, in first year. Like it puts you through everything and more. Like sleeplessness is a big thing and like working hard, working so hard on something like for weeks and I'm being told that it doesn't make any sense and like, you know, having to restart all over again, like it puts you through a lot. So I guess like just built me up like mentally, if I would say so. And um, learning to know that like, you know, just, just push yourself. Like, you know, even if people like, you know, you don't really get the same response as you want from everyone. Like, I guess if you feel like something that you, you, you put your heart and soul into it and you feel like you can make it work, just go with it and like see what happens. Like take chances. Things like that.
0: Okay, take chances. I would like that, right? Mm-hmm. Final question before we wrap up this fairly short, but fairly informative episode, I would like to say. Final question is, Shweta, if you could leave a little time capsule, so to speak, for Shweta in the future, right? Normally we ask this, you know, what advice would you give to yourself when you're a fresh graduate? But you're a fresh graduate right now, so if you could tell the Shweta that is 20 years in the future, right? If you could tell her, hey, listen, man, as long as you do this, this, and this, I'd be proud of you. Go, Go live your dreams. Go do this go do that what would you tell the future version of you
1: wow okay i'm gonna to listen to this like 10 years down the later and be like wow we've come a, we've come a long way
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so i hope like let's see let's see um i think i would tell myself just be strong in what you want to do like if you have a goal and like of course it's not going to be easy i mean anything comes with a lot of its own troubles and hardships but if you really really want something just set your heart to it and like work hard to reach that and you're going to be there like no matter what you do if you put in the work and the effort you put in the hard work you're going to get there it actually came from one of my fr- like I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and we had this whole deep talk about you know our future plans and like 10 years down the lane what are you doing those kind of things and we talked about this exactly like it's never going to be it's never going to be easy like no matter what you do and I'm sure you agree as well but if you if you really set your heart on something and you do it with your entire passion focus like what can you not achieve right Wow, well, I really hope 20 like 50 year old me started. <laughs> see, let's see. <laughs>
0: No, as, um, as a sort of summary to the episode, I suppose it makes me quite happy and proud are not the right words, but it's in that neighborhood because I've obviously seen you, you know, sort of grow as a designer right from university. And then I've seen you sort of evolve as, as a designer as well, so to speak, across multiple facets, not just as a designer per se, but, you know, just kind of, you know, getting out there and, you know, doing your thing, so to speak, you know, mycelium. Who knew? But yeah, absolutely. Why not? Mushrooms! Exactly. So it's a good feeling to have that, you know, the A-form show, so to speak, because obviously the A-form show is not just me. As you know, there's quite a few other people involved in it. And I'm glad that we could all sort of add value to you as you were part of the team. This is not to say that you're not anymore. I just want to clarify that. I mean, Shweta is still very much there. It's just that she's on a different continent now. So you may not hear back from her from time to time, but she's still a Around. And uh, yeah, I just I just want to say good luck, and we are immensely proud of everything that you've done so far, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank
1: you very much, Alan. And I'm going to take this opportunity to say that Alan is a great mentor. <laughs> oh, this me so is all lies. This over. is all.
0: This is all paid for now. All of this. All of this moving forward not. is paid for. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. No, absolutely. Like from the bottom of my heart, he's taught me so many things, whether it's architecture related or just personality development. You know, like he's taught me so many things. And I really hope you get to mentor a lot of more, many more young people in the future. And yeah, he's a really good one. Take it from me. All
0: right. Uh, Young mentees out there, uh, if you're interested, hello at aform.studio is the email. Hello at aform.studio is the email. I don't respond back quickly. So if you're expecting a response in 24 hours, ain't going to happen. So I'm putting that out there right now.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Alright, Shweta, this was fun. Again, on, on all seriousness, thank you so much for everything that you've done for the show. It is, uh, words cannot express it. It has brought so much value to all of us involved. I've learned a lot, obviously, from you as well. So, thank you very much. And like I said, again, we wish you the best of luck. For all of our listeners tuned in, we hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a bit different to what we would normally do, but I felt it was important for Shweta to be shared sharing what she has also learned along this journey. And if you enjoyed it, I'm glad. And please come back next week. We'll have a lot more of these. Uh, We'll catch you guys next week.
1: Bye!
0: Hello, a thank you so much for your time. If this episode added any value to you, please share it with anyone who may benefit. If you want to carry on the discussion, please get in touch with us over socials. We are at A-form Show on the gram and hello at aform.studio on email. That is at aformshow on the gram and hello at aform.studio on email. Until next time, stay inspired.